Did you press record? Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, great. Well, uh, <laughs> fantastic. Then I guess that means it's a podcast now. Um, we did it. You're listening to Scary Stories from Camp Roanoke. <laughs> My name is Katie Wiggins. I'm Morgan Driscoll. And this is a podcast where we tell each other true scary stories. Ah. Now, Morgan has an update on uh, her own haunted abode. Mm-hmm. Um, please lend her your And it's kind of why I chose the story that I chose. But so if you haven't been keeping up with the podcast, there's been what seems like a friendly entity in my house. And I've had a few experiences. The last episode, I talk about it more. But um, I decided... I had enough of being scared of living in my house, so a friend and I went to the mall and I bought some sage, because I am in a small, big city, and that's the only place I could find sage. (laughs) And um, she went to go pick up dinner, because we went together, and then I dropped her off to her car, she picked up dinner, and then we met at my house. And in that like five to ten minute span before she got to my house, I was walking in, I was taking off my work boots, and it was probably just my boots hitting the ground. But I heard sounds and I got really spooked <laughs> and I ran out the front door of my house. <laughs> You're kidding. No, it was, I was walking down the hall, which is the back rooms is where you hear sounds. And I walked and I thought I heard a lot more walking than I was doing, like just sounds of stuff hitting the ground. And the there were no lights in the back rooms. And this, the the other room that I think is more spooky gets very dark, so it was very creepy. And I just ran out the front door and called Roger, and I was like, listen, I'm really spooked. <laughs> and he was like, okay, go in the house. Just go in the house. Okay. Then turn on the light. Like, but then I had to go in the room to turn on the light. <laughs> so he talked me through it, and I was fine. I was going to mm. sit in my front yard until Anna got there, to be honest. I was not having I it. Wouldn't have blamed you at all. I just didn't want people to think I was trying to break into my own house. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> We've already proven with uh, my directorial debut in fifth grade of uh, uh, The Diary of Anne Frank that <laughs> casting you as a robber was a huge mistake. I had and, one uh, job! you are literally the most conspicuous thief. <laughs> I'm the most memorable. Can you describe Her- the, Can you describe the thief? Yeah. I can. <laughs> she was she was almost like six feet tall, and she had like extremely red hair. And they're and like, "Oh yeah, there's only one person hue. that looks like that." Yeah, uh, in the like this part of the city. World. Yeah. So yes, we know that it's Morgan. And I dropped the radio that I was stealing. They just wrote me in to give me a part, and I messed it up. <laughs> I did not. I did not write in that part. It was there, oh. and you were supposed to create fear. They thought you were Nazis. And I thought I was a Nazi. <laughs> At most, that was the point. I was an unrelated to... vandalism teen kind of situation. So, uh, so you go back. Oh, in the right. House I go back to the house, life. and then Anna comes. She comes over, and I've researched how to smudge my house, and I'm not mm-hmm. sure if this is the correct way. But we opened all the closet doors, all the doors. And turn on all the lights just so everything would be open and clear. And I started mm-hmm. at the front door. And I was supposed to get a bowl of sand to catch the flakes of the sage when it fell. But I just got a bowl because mm-hmm. I don't have sand. Mm-hmm. And I lit a candle. I said a few words to let the entity know that it 
was not malicious what I was doing. I was just trying to help it and help myself. And we lit it. And you're supposed to circle it around the house clockwise. So I Mm -hmm. went through my house. A smoke alarm only went off once. And (laughs) I was smoking right in front of them. I feel like some of them are for show. (laughs) Oh my god. It went off once. that was the day I found out that my landlord were lying to me. (laughs) And there were no batteries in any of the smoke alarms. (laughs) They weren't alarms. They were just lamps. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Yeah, so I I smudged. I went to the garage. I didn't smudge my roommate's room, who is now an avid listener to the podcast. Thanks. Because I called him, and he apparently didn't get my calls, but I didn't want to smudge his room and have it smell and just smell for days and days if he didn't want it to be smelly or smudged or whatever. I feel like that was the respectful thing to do, so I smudged the doorway, kind of kept going, Mm -hmm. and he was... At first, skeptical, like, why would you do that? You might have pissed off the ghost. But then I told him everything that had happened. I caught him up, and he was like, hey, can you sage my room? (laughs) Can you maybe? Is there any left? I'd love you to sage my room. So I saged it, and love the smell of sage, by the way. I wasn't sure what it would smell like, but I enjoy it. And I still am not sure what it smells like. And immediately, the the room started feeling so much clearer and better, and I felt better. And Mm -hmm. some of my anxiety that I was having just melted away. And we kept going and we went to the back of the house and we kept going. We kept feeling better. And the house was super hazy. And the cat did not care at all. And then Mm -hmm. we got to the end. We got back to the front door. And Anna saged me. She just walked around me and kind of went head to toe. And then I said a few words. And then dimmed my sage. And nothing else has happened. Nothing since has then? happened since. It feels great. It's I'm still getting the smell out of my house. It smells a <laughs> bit like jerky. <laughs> like I went away for the weekend and came back and I was like, ooh, meaty. So <laughs> <laughs> it does. I think sage smells a little bit like BO. Yeah. Like B-O of beef. a person that like hasn't worn deodorant in years. It's like real natural, real musky. Not, like, necessarily totally off-putting, but definitely, like, mm, that's a savory scent. Yeah. That's savory. Yeah, but looking at <laughs> my house, mm, <laughs> it seems like the smell that would come from this house. It feels right. <laughs> I don't know. But nothing has happened since at all. That's fantastic. Yeah. See? What's so great is that in so many episodes... Uh, we'll have people where things are happening and their quality of life is slowly deteriorating and you are the one that's always like, fucking handle it. Like, what's your problem? Like, I don't, I don't feel sorry for you at all. Like, just handle it. And then, like, you've been, like, haunted for fucking months. And I'm like, dude, you gotta handle yeah. that shit. And you're like, yeah, I'll probably head to the mall. <laughs> well, I didn't know if it was just me creating stuff in my head. But, no. like, the dream really sealed it in for me because... I was telling people about dreams I have. I had a dream last... I've had dreams where Katie and I have been emailing and reschedule our podcast. Like, my dreams are not creative. (laughs) (laughs) Not at all. So it was really strange Uh, that I had a dream like that at all. Right. It was odd for me. So, Mm. (sighs) yeah, feels good. I had a dream that the subway turned into, like, um, you know those rides where... It's like almost like a claw and it's like five like prongs Mm. and they're like, uh, they're almost like little, 
like eggs that you go inside and you sit in and there's like seats all the way around and it lifts you up and spins you really fast up in the air. I dreamed that that was the subway now. (laughs) (laughs) It's probably because the subway like gives me a little bit of anxiety or maybe I wish it was more fun. I I don't know. A little bit of both. But those are the kind of dreams that I have. Also, before we start, I want to make a quick uh, film recommendation. (gasps) The Ritual. You guys have probably been hearing a lot about it. Potentially. If not, it's on Netflix. It is fantastic. Super fun. If you ever had a pagan phase in high school like I did, then you will absolutely luxuriate in uh, your what your knowledge will bring you in terms of um, insight into the film and into uh, the darkness in the film. It's a horror movie about four dudes that decide to hike in Sweden and they decide to just take a quick shortcut through the woods. Nothing mm. could go wrong. Mm. Wrong. Uh, super fun. Every like 18 seconds, I was talking about how it was actually a metaphor for the feminine divine and how they needed to overcome their masculinity and get in touch with yes. their instinct. Um, but you may not read it that way. I don't know. Maybe we'll have al- alternate critical theories on this one. But you should take a look. It's really fun. Um, and if you really loved the film The Witch or The Vavitch, as we lovingly <laughs> refer to it in my household, then you will love The Ritual. I think they're great, like, sister films in terms of masculine feminine, moon and sun. Um, guys, if you haven't had a pagan phase, I really strongly encourage one right now. is now. It really is. Um... And then accompanied reading after you watch both of those films, read the book The Ocean at the End of the Lane by Neil Gaiman. And that just wraps up my recommendations for today. Okay. Did you see the Winchester movie? No. Is that already out? Yeah. It came out a week ago. Oh, yeah. That came out like weeks ago. (laughs) Yeah. I haven't seen it either because nobody here wants to watch a scary movie with me. No one likes scary movies here. Well, it's because you're in the creepy desert. Nobody wants to bring that on. That's but true. that sounds super fun. I should get movie pass and go see it. Um, but yeah, this is a scary story podcast, and we're going to tell you all some scary stories, and Morgan's going to do that right now. Yeah, I am. I Children terrify me. Let's just yes. say it. I love, I, I see a toddler, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm on board. But then they, they grow up a little bit, just a little bit, and I... I'm not with it anymore. So mm-hmm. so I decided to look into ghost kids because that's always incredibly terrifying. And this story I love because it involves a ghost kid. It's got a children of the corn vibe and there's some saging. So it's everything I love all at once. So there's this woman named Mandy. She's living with her family. She moved into a house. She's mid-20s looking. And her son's name is Jeremiah, and he's Hmm. a couple years old, old enough to start getting imaginary friends. And it's not always imaginary friends, Hmm. as we know from watching scary movies. They show the drawing that he drew of his imaginary friend. I got this from Paranormal Survivors. So it might have been like a producer who, or a set person who drew what he saw as his imaginary friend, which I love the idea of them like left-handing a crayon and kind of scribbling the picture. But (laughs) his imaginary friend is super blonde, like super, super blonde, kind of bullish haircut. He's got bright blue eyes. Mm -hmm. And Jeremiah described him as wearing two belts on his shirt, which 
he has suspenders on. Nice. Yeah, so very, very Malachi, Children of the Corn, that gig, mm-hmm. which I love. So the mom's hearing... And just the fact that this kid's name is Jeremiah is pretty good. Yeah, and the his friend's name is Eli. Oh. So ugh, it's all very... He probably heard Jeremiah Eli. and was like, that is my brother. <laughs> Eli and <Okay>. Jeremiah. <laughs> so the moms talk to her kid. He's like, yeah, I have an imaginary friend. And that's what she thought all that was. And then she started hearing children's laughter when no one was in the house with her. Because she's mm. a stay-at-home mom. I guess the kid goes to daycare or school. I don't really know what age school starts for kids. I'm not going to pretend like I do. I sure hope he's not in daycare. Then what's the point of being a stay-at-home mom? Yeah. Yeah. I feel that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's like three or four to school. Does pre-K start? Well, like four? I feel like pre-K starts when you're like four or five. Yeah. So he's probably in pre-K. Okay. And she hears children's laughter in the house. Not her child's laughter. Like a ha-ha-ha-ha-ha. This kind of somewhere in the house. <laughs> <laughs> It's my laughter. <laughs> that be okay. We've given given a lot of samples as to what laughter <laughs> sounds like, just in case you were unfamiliar. Um. Yeah. So she's kind of her husband frustrates me because everything she says, he says, "You're just home alone. You're going crazy. It's just you. Oh you're just God. building stuff up in your head." Yeah. Which I hate. <laughs> that makes me so angry. Yeah. <sighs> so. And it always happens when she's alone, of course. Or maybe, mm-hmm. I bet he's had experiences and he just won't talk about it. Mm-hmm. So she's in bed. Her husband's asleep. She's reading a book. Her kid's asleep. And she's about to turn off the light. And when she's about to, she hears mama in her ear where her husband is. Like a kid saying mama. And she's like, ah! <laughs> she's about to turn around and be like, Jeremiah, why are you up? Just to scold him. Because I feel like that's the Im- immediate parent reaction is, what the hell, kid? Jeremiah, God damn it. Don't you sneak into bed again. That boy ain't right. That boy ain't right. <laughs> Roger and I talked about naming our child Robert so we could say, God damn it, Bobby. God damn it, Bobby. <laughs> It'd be so good. <laughs> yeah, so she heard Excuse Mama us. and no one was there. And I don't know if she woke up her husband, but I think she just went to bed and lived her life, which I would have immediately woken up my husband. Mm-hmm. Me too. No doubt. I'm not going through this shit alone, even if you don't believe me. You're going to be there every step of the process, <laughs> as seen by <laughs> my haunting. <laughs> Roger might not believe me, but every word and everything I see, he he's, he's hearing about it. Mm. So a couple nights later... Nothing's happening. And then she's alone in the house again. <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the story. <laughs> cool. She hears an adult man and an adult woman having a hushed, angry conversation, which I feel like is terrifying if there are people there. And no one's there. She opens the kid's bedroom. And the reenactment of the bedroom, it's so small. It's like a linen closet with a bunk bed in it. <laughs> so I feel like a ghost wouldn't want to waste their time. <laughs> <laughs> but she can't find the source of this hushed 
angry whispering. And her husband just rolled his eyes and said he didn't believe her, which is why I just so don't annoying. get that impulse. Like, I would never at least just be like, yeah. oh, I think you're crazy. Like, I just don't no. believe you. Like, oh, I just don't believe you. Like, especially someone that I'm like emotionally close with, mm-hmm. as I like assume he is with his I'd betrothed. hope so. Yeah, or at least be like, maybe there's somebody in the house. I should look out for her. Make yeah, her feel I would understand like trying to find explanations. Yeah, but just to be like, no, 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 no. That almost makes me feel like some part of him does think there's something mm. going on because he's being so defensive. That's probably he's probably maybe, experienced stuff. Man, maybe he feels creepy in the house too, and his way. <sighs> He needs to overcome the masculine impulse to not accept weakness or mm-hmm. intuition. Mm-hmm. This just goes right back to the ritual, right back to the feminine divine. Mm-hmm. Everybody, mm-hmm. pagan face. <laughs> Get a quick book. Just don't, not a quick book. <laughs> this, is not, <laughs> this is not the time for accounting or whatever it is quick books Quicken does. Books. I literally have no idea. Um, look, look, look into it. <laughs> into accounting (laughs) do your taxes people not bad advice have you done your taxes let's not talk about this on the podcast (laughs) i I podcast so i don't have to talk about this shit that's fair so her husband doesn't believe her and now it's a couple days later again and she's home alone again she's in her bedroom she's folding laundry and she has an old german music box on her dresser, like on the top of the dresser. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those heavy looking wooden ones that you have to lift the top open for music to play, as most music boxes work. And it's opening itself and playing music. She'll walk in the room. This happens often. She walks in the room and it's open and playing music. Mm. Which seems... I don't. I don't have an explanation for... How a box can open itself. I also do <laughs> So, yeah, and her husband doesn't believe this either. Which I feel like at that point, you gotta believe it a little bit. I mean, you have to at least acknowledge something unusual is going on. Yeah, it's not like, oh no, you opened that yourself and then forgot. That's not how it works. You just forgot, forgot that you opened this unnecessary item that serves literally no purpose other than to play music and left the room. It used to be about the music, man. <laughs> You've changed, man. Yeah, so. Music box is a rockin'. And she should not come a knockin'. So after this happens for a while, she gets pretty fed up. And she starts to talk to the spirit directly. And the reenactment is amazing. Show yourself! Show yourself! (laughs) So she's saying, show yourself! Like she's scolding a child. And then she walks by the kitchen. And lo and behold, it has showed itself. And it is a very blonde child with the bowl cut, blue eyes, and suspenders, striped shirt. I feel like all old ghosts wear striped shirts. And it's just staring at her. Dude, why would you ever ask for a spirit to show itself? That's the opposite of what I want. I'd be like, please never 
hide yourself, <laughs> please. Because I like am not ready for what you're dishing out. Like, I don't want to. I can't handle it. Yeah, I'm, I'm not mentally prepared. Literally, my grasp on reality is already so feeble. Mm. So <laughs> feeble. And this smallest <laughs> thing could send me completely reeling. I'm not mentally stable enough for this. I don't know who could be, though. Oprah. I've been listening to her podcast, Super Soul. It's incredible. I'll, I'll, that is another recommendation oh, I have. Totally I incredible. I she had a podcast. Uh, so beautiful and wonderful. Every single episode, you're like, oh my god <laughs> and that is a woman that is solid in her worldview oh my god and like she's got like a solid religious foundation like she knows what she's about she knows everything sort of fits in with her worldview she could see a ghost i think she'd be chill with it although now that i'm talking about it i think i remember her saying that she would prefer not to see them. Yeah, I think she said that she knew that her like ancestors were around her all the time, but that she's made an explicit request not to see them. So actually, mm. I've eaten my words. Even Oprah does not want to see them. So then I think I'm justified, uh, pretty much no matter what I do. Yeah, as long as Oprah gives it the... As long as Oprah is also uncomfortable with it. (laughs) Yeah, if Oprah's uncomfortable with it... I don't gotta say nothing about no thanks. (laughs) About no thanks. No thing. <laughs> Yo, I had a hard night. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so after she sees this child, she freaks out. I think she leaves the house for a bit, comes back. And the <laughs> the expert on paranormal that they have oh on the God, show. Oh, God, I love these people. She started off saying... It's normal for a ghost child to stay at a, in a place because they don't know how to move on. Like anyone knows how to move on. There's not a book. I mean, there's a book, but... It, there's probably a couple, but not that you have... Not that we know. ...access to. Yeah. So, and she also says, if you're so scared of a ghost that you leave your house, you're just giving them the power. Don't do that. Oh my god. <sighs> <laughs> They're feeding off of your fear. Don't... Put this on me, okay? It's not my fault. I'm not the perpetrator, Mm -hmm. and I'm owning my own truth, and if that means that it gives me fear, I'm not just going to, like, torture myself because a kid doesn't know how to move on. Mm -hmm. That's so obnoxious. It is. It is. paranormal expert. These people are never mediums. Mm -mm. How the fuck can you be a paranormal, an expert in the paranormal, if you literally are just like, yeah, well, it's usually quite normal for uh, certain entities to uh, attach themselves to books and and other objects that they they really felt connected to in their life. And it's like, how the fuck would you know, (laughs) dude? Like, how do you fucking know, man? Yeah, what are your references? Literally, like, is that just, like, your experience as an investigator? It's like, that's valid, but, like, don't call yourself a paranormal Mm -hmm. expert unless you can literally see Mm -hmm. and hear spirits. The amount of paranormal experts listening that are like, "Mm, Katie, we're going to send you, uh, I don't know, anthrax is the only thing (laughs) I can think of. Haunted anthrax. (laughs) (laughs) I'm an expert, you know. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to send you the three volumes of Maryland ghosts, like, stories that I've written. I feel like they've all written books, too. Yeah. And they all have the same cover. (laughs) It's like a misty house in a field. 
Yes, exactly. And the font is always the same mm. big blocky white letters that says Haunted Maryland or The Haunted Wetlands or Haunted Heartland. The ghosts of, yeah. Yeah. I am a paranormal amateur and enthusiast. That's what I'd like to call myself. There's no way... Techn- okay, we can't get into the semantics of this, but uh, okay, fine. I accept that. <laughs> Thanks. So so she sees this She kid. sees the kid. She freaks out. And she's like, never mind. <laughs> I take it back. <laughs> <laughs> I regret everything. <laughs> and it's so scary because she's home alone so often. Yeah, really. This woman is home alone a lot. A lot. Because a regular. Part of me is jealous, but. Yeah, but like if your house <laughs> is haunted. <laughs> not super jealous. Okay, yes. Because they're probably gone at least nine to five for work and school. Well, not mm-hmm. five, but, you know. So, she freaks out. She decides to look up the history of the house. Which I tried to do for my house, and I could not find anything. But she finds mm-hmm. some deeds from, like, the 1800s. Okay. And the family, the Derenbergers, mm-hmm. moved from Germany to her house. They had 13 children. <sighs> yeah. I, that's spooky in itself. They had 13 Correct. children and five of them died on the property from, <gasps> from oh, beatings. <gasps> oh! Yeah. Oh! They all had neck and head trauma. I don't know oh! if it happened at once or if it was a building. Like, one died this day, weeks, months, years later, but five of the 13 died in oh the house. Oh my god, what a horrible, horrible life. Family. Thing. Everything. Oh my god. Yeah. I've never ever heard of that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've... Uh, I mean, yes, I know about, like, serial killers and things, but I've never heard about that level of infanticide. Like, if your own child, like... Yeah. Oh god, okay. Okay, let me guess. The dad's a real piece of work. Seems like it. <laughs> but the fact that she heard the hushed voices of a mother and father... I'm assuming it's the mother and father, woman and man. Mm-hmm. She probably, she definitely knew about it, but it was the 1800s and she was a woman, so she probably didn't feel like she had the right to say anything or speak up for her well, children. What, what are you going to fucking do? You can't get divorced. Yeah. and You're in a new country. You might kill you her probably... if she speaks up. Yeah. Why? Oh. You don't oh want to leave gosh. the children because then they're all doomed. Oh, Horrible life. Horrible. Very limited options. Horrible energy in the house, I'm sure. So she looked through the names, and there was indeed an Eli that was one of the children that died in the house. Mm-hmm. So yeah. she's fairly certain that this is what's going on in her house. So mm. now she has this knowledge in her head. And one day she was taking a shower, and she's got one of those showers where it's the glass doors that slide. Okay. And she was in the shower, and shampoo bottles and soap bottles were getting knocked off of the shelves in the shower. Mm. She wasn't doing it. And I feel like the bathroom is the most vulnerable place. Yeah, and people think that, like, ghosts can't get you in the bathroom. They can get you. Not true. They can get you under your blankets and in the bathroom. It can happen. Your blanket's not a fort. (sighs) But I'm going to keep the belief that it is. So she's in the shower, stuff's getting knocked over, and she was praying in the shower, she was so afraid. 
Oh, no. Yeah. So then the room's already fairly misty because she's taking a shower. Ah! Yeah. And then she sees. as a preemptive scream. Yeah. <laughs> then she sees. Because, uh, you know. I know what that means. <laughs> then she sees a misty black silhouette. Uh, no facial features or any features. Just the misty silhouette of a tall, probably man with a hat. Like a tall, not a top hat, but in between a top hat and a, I don't know, short hat. Like a, a boater? <laughs> One of the straw hats that's like stiff. Ooh, and yeah. A little it's basically Amish. like a basket on your head. Like every fucking man in the universe wore them in the 1920s. Uh, or 1920, probably previous. Don't uh, quote me on anything. <laughs> but yeah, tall hatted silhouette of a man. And it was mm-hmm. just facing her and looking at her. No. So, <laughs> the last time I did a story where a woman saw something in the shower, she just stayed in the shower and waited it out. And that's probably what I would have done. But this woman had the wherewithal to put a towel over her head, dry off, put on some clothes, and You're kidding. leave the house. I would have left <laughs> She's lotioning, <naked>. yeah. <laughs> crying. <laughs> but I have to exfoliate. Yeah, so she runs away and goes to her friend's house. Okay. She doesn't mention what the friend says. I feel like the friend hopefully trusts her. So then she goes to a psychic to get a house cleaning. She's had enough. It's time to get smudged. (laughs) Thank God. Which I I was very skeptical that it would work because there seems like there's a lot of bad shit going on in this house. You no might need a bit kidding. more. Child suffering? But at least she did it with the psychic and not Boater on herself. Hats? Yeah. Hats? Ah! <laughs> so the psychic. German people? Ooh, they are stubborn. Fuck. They'll stay. They don't care. Stubborn, terrifying. Yeah. My mom literally has a book on, like, uh, recovering from German parenting. <laughs> that's. Oh my god. That's a true story. I, I hope my mom doesn't listen to this and get mad at me for saying that. But uh, guess what? There's some fucked up uh, old-timey culture in there. Um, uh, Thank God we got our DNA results back, and I have a very, very tiny portion of German left in me, um, overwhelmed Mm. by Italian. So hopefully the warmth will permeate Mm. if I ever have my own children. All I've got is the list-making left. That's all that's Uh, been passed down, which is the best of it. (laughs) (laughs) The source. (laughs) <laughs> the heart of the German culture. No, the Germans have a lot going for them. A good list. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get so many German people looking out for this podcast and just German people us on patience Facebook. for this shit. That's true. <laughs> they would not fucking listen to this podcast. <laughs> Too much banter. Goodbye. <laughs> I'm not interested in your personal life. I would go on your Facebook. Goodbye. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for giving our Facebook. Don't a let hit. the door yeah. hit you. <laughs> so the sidekick walks in the house and she feels the heavy energy that's in the house. And it always feels like you're being watched or like when you walk in a room, someone's going to jump out and spook you. Mm-hmm. Which is a key quality in, in the house. It really is, but it makes you wonder, like, do ghosts really have nothing better to do than to just 
view you? Like, are they never, like, occupied with their own things? I mean, after dozens and hundreds of years, you probably get tired of yourself. Fair. But it seems like they're making it all about themselves. They're like, look at all the spooky things I can do. Look at my hat. Ooh. Arrogant. <laughs> Full of themselves. So, <laughs> she felt the energy of a stern and aggressive man in the house, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. was the father. She felt it there. She knew he was pissed off. She saged the top part of the house. And then mm-hmm. she started going downstairs, and it kept getting worse and worse. And she was like, Mandy, listen, I gotta tell you, he's in here, and he is not pleased. <laughs> he is mad that we are doing this. He's not enjoying it. It's like, hey, what are you going to do? Spook me? (laughs) What are you going to do? Murder my child? (laughs) Oh. Okay. See if I care. (laughs) I'll just have another. Yeah, I'll just make more. (laughs) Turn that linen closet with the bunk bed into a craft room. (laughs) Oh, Lord. So (laughs) Mandy's freaking out. She's praying. And then they're downstairs. She sees the mist. She sees the misty silhouette of the tall man who's all black with his hat. Mm -hmm. And he's looking right at her. The sidekick is saging. She's praying her butt off. She's like Mm -hmm. on her knees praying. And she, right when it's the most intense, he reaches his hand out towards her. No, no, no. And it seems like the hand gets bigger. No. And... Not true. <laughs> Maybe that was just False. the reenactment. <laughs> but no, I'm just saying not true because it makes it feel better for oh, me yeah. to think that that didn't happen. Mm. Wrong. We'll go with that. No fake fake news. Husband rolls yeah. eyes, looks at it, rolls eyes. Nah. Yeah, okay. This is all in your head, Mandy. It's your time of the month, Mandy. Get a hobby. Oh my god. Get a hobby. <laughs> She's like levitated from the ground. <laughs> Honey, you really need to take up crochet. You need to make again, some friends, babe. This is getting out of hand. So she's she's uh, praying, facing her mortal en- enemy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's lunging out at her, and the psychic right? is telling her, "We have to tell him he's not welcome here, and he needs to get out." So she's yelling okay. at him. She gets Mandy to yell at him, and they describe it as like a bubble popping. Like, I guess it kind of builds, and then all of a sudden, he's gone, and the negative energy is gone. Mm -hmm. And they feel so much better. And then they finish the sage. Yeah. And then it seems like nothing has happened since. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. So I hope that they've all moved on. Is that what happens when a saging works well, or are they just kind of subsided? I think they move on. That's amazing. I don't think it's like catnip for ghosts. Like <laughs> keeps them entertained for a while. Yeah. Well, I'll take no, it. No, that wouldn't be a great solution. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't. I'm not a paranormal expert, but uh, I feel like yeah. Usually, it's they they get rid I of them. That. So I don't know what exactly what happens or where they go, but usually they go. Good. Mm-hmm. Good. So. Thank God. I feel like that child was there to kind of keep her kid away from its father. Oh, maybe. Which is really sad. 
Oh, I wish the mother would have been so there sad. and been a stronger ghost figure. Yeah. That's my well, wish. hard to know. Hard to say. Mm-hmm. But that sounds fucked up and interesting and also sad that the little boy wanted to play with the other little boy. Cute. Yeah. Points for cute. Uh, points for the hat. Points. <laughs> Uh, overall, eight out of ten rating mm-hmm. for the po- uh, <laughs> for the points. Uh, yeah, that was a that was a fun, interesting story, and also not fun at all. But mm-hmm. good. Yeah, the other story I was gonna tell was it was really short. It was a guy. He went to an abandoned house in his neighborhood. He was driving by. He was really lonely, and there was a a weird kid who was just always out front, and he became his best friend. Oh, I know mm-hmm. this story. And now he's blind yeah. in one eye because of this kid forever. Yep. Yep. Literally. He was uh, partially blinded by a spirit. Yeah. Yeah. A kid who was just like, use this axe. He was like, no. And then he was just like, I don't think that's a good idea. And he's like, fucking use it. <laughs> and he uses it and it breaks. And then like a piece of wood or something mm-hmm. goes into his eye. And then he's blinded in, blind in that eye now, like mm-hmm. to this day. And it's like, I can't imagine... People like asking like, oh, my God, how did that happen? And just being like, oh, well, um, it was uh, the undead. Like, it was a spirit that Dunn did this to me. Like, how do you fucking explain that? Mm-hmm. I get, I bet he just says uh, uh, a neighborhood kid. Yeah. Like, it just happened from an accident chopping wood. But like the real, like the fact that that kid was always wearing the same clothes mm-hmm. and that nobody lived in that house mm-hmm. and that he never saw him again. Like, it's like, come on, that's fucked yeah. up. Yeah. I wonder if, like, his brother went back to the house. Because he said he'd never go back to the house. But I feel like, as a brother, I might see what was going on. I don't remember him having a brother, but... His brother was there to just briefly talk about, yeah, my brother was lonely. (laughs) Can you confirm? (laughs) Yeah, he was lonely. What of it? Thank you. That's all we needed, Sarah. That's a wrap. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, damn. Yeah, kids are well, creepy. Yeah, Summer. but mostly they're just sad. Because yeah. the nice thing about kids is usually they're not evil, despite, I mean, they sometimes. Yeah. Wow. Well, that one, the one that blinded the guy, seemed to have been that kid murdered. Was, yeah, that that kid was. Uh, he was disturbed. Malicious. Yeah. Um, but generally, kids like legitimate kids that yeah. are spirits, not just like demons that are pretending to be kids mm-hmm. usually they're just like sad and confused or they just want to play like they're just kids yeah, like they're just lonely yeah so well that was a fun story yeah, yeah. uh you've been listening to scary stories from camp roanoke mm-hmm. please shoot us a, a subscription if you haven't already mm-hmm. a review and a rating we really appreciate it and it helps us a lot mm-hmm. and boosts morale although i have stopped reading them because well <laughs> people can be cruel uh no it doesn't really affect us anymore no i just um, thanks for looking taking the time out of your day to look up our page even if you hated it that's a win in our book <laughs> Yeah, I love it. You listen all the way to the end of a 45-minute podcast, <laughs> and you're like, uh, I didn't like it, and I'm going to specifically let them know why. Uh, thank you. We value your uh, feedback. Um, 
But no, a lot of people have been messaging me lately with really wonderful things. So thanks, you guys. Thank you so much. And uh, if you have a scary story of your own that you want us to say, (laughs) (laughs) here, uh, email it to us at letters to camp at gmail.com. you might be able to hear your name <gasps> and your story your name, your on name, this very radio show. <laughs> um, I think I covered. We have merch. All... Oh right, we have merch. Go to redbubble.com, Type in "scary stories from Camp Roanoke" uh, while you're at it. We got coffee mugs. We got laptop cases. We got phone covers. We got stickers. <laughs> We have uh, totes. And Mm. one thing I learned from living in New York City, bitches love totes. Mm. Everybody's got a motherfucking tote. That's the thing to have. How else are you going to carry your groceries knowing you've done well? Yeah. Yes. (laughs) All right. I guess I've dragged it out about as long (laughs) as I can. Uh, (laughs) Y'all have a spooky night, you hear? Restless stream. Of haunted things. Bye bye. You've been listening to the Phantom Podcast Network on downrightcreepy.com. Follow us on iTunes and SoundCloud for more creepy shows. <laughs>